Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I all you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and together? you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. The and good morning, it's Annie for Showreel. Today we're going to have a look at a very interesting new development. It's a, an Australian comedy series called Little Acorns, which is launching on September the 1st, just around the corner. But it is specifically made for the web. We've spoken to people who've made web uh, page uh, web uh, series before. In fact, you might remember we spoke to uh, Jessica Pierce from... Uh, from running Panda Films uh, earlier this year with her wonderful uh, little uh, web series called Waiting on Sound, which went off to the Toronto Web Series Festival. And uh, we mention it in the interview that I do with uh, uh, the one of the creators, writers and directors, uh, Trudy Hillier, of, uh, for, for Little Acorns, because this is a big deal, this uh, creation of... Uh, product for the web rather than for any other medium. It uh, requires a whole range of other skills, but it n- doesn't take away from the need to be a good storyteller. And uh, I've had the privilege of uh, seeing three of the episodes of Little Acorns, and it genuinely is quite an hilarious uh, series. It's set in a childcare centre and uh, has uh, lots and lots of um uh, food for thought as well as uh, um, uh, uh, lots of material for uh, big belly laughs. But anyway, I uh, went off and I spoke to uh, Trudy Hillier and one of the actors, Emily Tahiti, about Little Acorns to give you a, a feel of uh, how it's done and uh, what are the uh, differences when it comes to uh, making a series for the web. So let's hear it from Trudy first. Well, I work with Maria Sidarakis, who I've co-created with, and um, basically we wanted to write a, a show that was that centred around a group of women, and we also wanted it to be a really diverse group of women, and we looked for a kind of an institution that hadn't been represented very well. So... Um, we came up with the childcare centre. And we'd both just been through childcare too with our children, so it was kind of fresh in our minds. Yeah, because it's in small episodes, uh, less is more. It must have taken, been quite uh, to keep it uh, brief but amusing. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's very difficult. It was interesting to do that as an exercise because we had originally written it as a long-form half-hour comedy series, and we still have that 
we still have that um, underway. But then we decided to do the web series. We had to look at how we could tell the same story but make it much more succinct. And um, so we worked really hard to keep them very... Um, they're very economical. In something as uh, disciplined as this, you have to make sure that the language and uh, what happens is understood and felt by the audience. So did you play it out with people to get it the nuance perfect? Well, when we first wrote it, because we, we're both actors, so we you know, would try it out on each other and we, we separated the um, episodes and wrote them um, independently and then came together and edited each other's. So we kind of have that process within within you know our partnership, and then after that we then got the key actors to come and read out the um, scripts. So we had a very good idea about how they worked. Um, so it was just a kind of process of elimination where they just got tighter and tighter, and we just continued to edit them and um, pare them down to their kind of essence. About making web series that you need to keep them very um, economical, so you can't afford to have any kind of dead spots because people can basically just switch off. It's not like a television show. It's a little bit like those earlier Charlie Chaplin movies, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's interesting. Yeah, and they become quite physical too. Like when we went to ABC, we tried to um, find a grab of just uh, just dialogue and there isn't really a lot of spots where it's just dialogue because it becomes so physical because it's really active comedy. And it's also reflecting real life because that's how real life works. Yes, yes, it's true. Yep. Can you tell me... And certainly in childcare. Yeah, and certainly in childcare. How did... Um, why is it a web series? You know, tell me about that. Um... Well, as I said, originally it started out as a long-form series and then when the multi-platform um, fund came up, we thought that would be a really interesting thing to do and a great way to um, explore the territory. And so we applied to that and ended up making a web series through the Screen Australia multi-platform fund. Okay, and what's the idea? I mean, did you, I mean... You, uh, how how do people know that? I mean, I know you're talking to me, and obviously there is a uh, campaign to raise awareness. But how does it work? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Well, we have yet to find out. But basically, you you put in place a team that understands how to promote something through YouTube and on the web. So you have a digital strategist who's attached to your project, and you also have kind of traditional PR. But it's it's kind of it's a more specific um, skill to be able to cut through because there's so much material out there on the web. Yeah. So, can you give us any clues to that? What are, what are they doing? <laughs> As to how to do it. Well, I'm really the storyteller and the filmmaker. I'm, that's not so much my you know, area of expertise. But everybody who goes through this fund or most people who do make web series have to put some of their funds into um, promotion and into that specific area because it is a particular skill and not that many people have it. So we employed someone who was highly skilled in that area and so they will understand how to promote our show on the web. Uh, this is fascinating, yes. absolutely fascinating. I agree with you, and it's changing all the time. Like, So we would have meetings with the, our, our strategist, and he would say, well, we'll do this, and, he said, and then he'll say, but in three weeks' time, we might have to do something totally different because that could all change. So, you know, it's just changing so fast that you can't even predict what you're going to do, you know, two months in advance virtually. 
All oh, right. So basically, it's a it's a it's got a lot of feel, a lot of feel and technical savvy that uh, in relation to it's almost conversational. Uh, in in what way do you mean? In the sense that you, uh, you have to be completely alert to what's going on online, yes. as well yes. as the cultural aspects of it. Yes, I, I I think you mean the digital strategist has to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. They need to know exactly what's going on and what to, you know, how to kind of tailor a product particularly to what's going to happen in the next few months. You know? yeah. So they, they need to be on top of it all the time. And it's, it's like they used to ask for snack content, which is just tiny little um, grabs that might come up in a feed. And now that is something that you are not allowed to have anymore. Or, you know, for example, those things are changing all the time. Yeah, right. So you're kind of making, you're making something that, you know, should... For, for a specific um, release kind of strategy and then the next thing you know that release strategies all change so mm. yeah it's, it's it's really fascinating like it's so it's so quick and so exciting really. yeah yeah well um, but it also doesn't take away from the core values of your creative spirit either which is sort of fascinating as well no that's true and because we made it through a, a funding body and we didn't you know we weren't weren't kind of attached to anything particularly, um, we were able to make exactly what we wanted to make. And I think that freedom is, like, extraordinary. You know, Maria and I were just going, oh, my God, it's just incredible that we're getting this, you know, it's it's a great privilege to have, um, you know, funds to make, you know, it's a small amount of money, but it's to make exactly what you want to make, and that's really fantastic. Yeah, and how are you going to gauge your success? Well... I mean, I am kind of reluctant to say that your success is read by numbers because I actually think that your success is read by the people who are enthusiastic about your show. So hopefully there'll be people who just really love the show and then through that enthusiasm, your show ends up having a, a longer life. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a combination of numbers and devotion, you know. I mean, obviously, if you, you were thinking of doing, or it began as a half-hour bigger piece... You have ideas about how you might like to change what you've done already, the small web series, uh, episodic arrangements. If it becomes popular, you could expand it into other forms. Yeah, we certainly could. And we have, as I said, already have um, scripts that we developed through Film Victoria that are long form. But it's been a really interesting process to make a web series and it's just the most beautiful form because each episode is like a little gem, you know, and it's really enjoyable to be able to concentrate and make something so, um, I don't know, so kind of pure in a way. And so I would be really interested in doing a follow-on web series as well because I'm really enjoying the form. You know, to make a, a, a really succinct, interesting story with great characters in five minutes is an incredibly kind of difficult thing to do, but it's also a real challenge and... It's been really exciting to do. Now, I've seen a number of them, and there's nine, Mm -hmm. isn't it? There's nine? There's nine, yes. And so, in fact, it's like an extended joke over the entire nine. uh, Yes. And with uh, individual jokes, as it were, in each episode. So when you say you wouldn't mind doing another uh, series on Mm -hmm. the web, would it be another extended joke? I think what you're saying is an extended joke I think of as a kind of a an long-form story. Yeah, it's a bit of an arc, I suppose. So so uh, that arc would definitely continue on because we're interested in how that story flows through each episode. And some episodes that story's not in, and so it kind of comes and goes. 
Um, and so they should be standalone as well because you can watch them independently. But then if you watch them all together, you get that overarching story. So um, if we were to go on and do another series, we would definitely use that structure. I mean, did you like that structure? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I found it very amusing. I, I found the whole thing very amusing. And oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw another web series recently that uh, I think uh, it's um, Running Panda they did. It was about, it was called, mm-hmm. the, it was something like The Sound Guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's yeah. really amusing. And the character is kind of almost foo-like. And he's also got a little bit of Buster Keaton in him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it needs to be physical because a lot of the time people are watching it and they they don't actually have the sound on either. So oh, right. I was looking at some recently, and a lot of them have subtitles. Oh. So, yeah, it's a different way of thinking about comedy. That's why it's great for comedy, I think, the web. You know, because it makes you work quite hard. Ah, oh, very interesting. Because that's what, uh, yeah. if you look at Facebook, uh, when they've got the news items, they do the, it's actually quite uh, useful to have them, have the yeah. uh, subtitles, because you, you could be anywhere watching it. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, often you don't want to have the sound up or you don't have earphones or whatever. Yeah. So, you've got some very yeah. good actors. That we doesn't do. Yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that you've got some stunningly good actors. No, it doesn't. And it would be, it would be sad if people didn't get to hear them, so I think we shouldn't have subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, because they're really great. And that's the beautiful thing, that because Maria and I have both been actors, we know that world very well and we know really great actors, and so we were able to just ask people... And then we were able to specifically write for their character. Oh, so, right. You know, not only did we choose great actors, we were also able to kind of really push into areas that we thought they'd be great in. And so that I think that's worked really well. It's made them really idiosyncratic. Yeah, and, and as I said before, the less is more is really interesting because you allow the audience to almost tell the joke as well. Oh, good. Yeah, that works. <laughs> the timing works. It's, it's really good. I can't imagine it wouldn't work for any woman, to tell you the truth. Anyone that's really, yeah, does it work for men? Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's working really well for men, which is you know. I, I mean, I don't mean to be genderist about it, but I was just wondering. Yeah, no, because we, I mean, basically, you know, we're women and we wrote it for women, and, and you know, that was our primary audience that we were most interested in appealing to. But we didn't want to ostracise men, so we we thought about how it might work for men, but we were surprised how how much they do like it and how they respond to it. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. It's mm. it's really nice. Mm, yes. Oh, how long did it take you to shoot it? Well, originally we just shot like a teaser for the long form and that was about two and a half years ago. So we originally started three years ago. So we shot a, we shot a kind of a teaser um, and some of the scenes that we shot for that teaser we then wrote into the web series. And so we... We did the web series earlier this year, and uh, I think we shot in March or something. So, and yeah, now we're finished. So we've only just finished. And and would so, would I be right in saying that um, you were thinking about the screens that they were going to be shown on when you were actually yes. creating the the format? Yeah, you you absolutely have to. I mean, you know, we kept going. Oh, it's not going to. You know, when you're editing, we're going. It's not going to be on a huge screen like this. So can we look at it on, you know, this computer or stuff like that? So you've really got to be aware of that. But I think also the thing that 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 makes you aware of, as I was saying earlier, is the content and how the content just needs to keep working. And you know, you can't kind of rest because not even so much the size of the screen, but the fact that the person can switch off at any moment. Yeah, but I don't think they will. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, it's good, it's good. it's it's. I mean, that, it's like being, stopping in the middle of a joke. I mean, who would do that? Yes, well, that's what we wanted to do. So that's why they they kind of work independently. So they've got an overarching story, each independent one, but they've, then they've got the bigger overarching story if you want to watch the whole series and binge on it. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I think it, it really works. So congratulations. Oh, good. And oh, I, I'm and I'm yeah. really keen to work out, uh, see how successful it is and how you gauge your success actually in the real world. Fantastic. Congratulations. I think it's great, and um, people really should. You know, I'm so I'm so glad to uh, be part of uh, helping it along. Oh, great. Thank you, Annie. That's okay. Really nice. Thanks for talking to me. Pleasure. Bye. Okay. See you. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. You're with Annie on Showreel on 3CR and we've been listening to a chat I had with Trudy Hillier who's one of the co-producers and writers, directors of a gem of a series called uh, Little Acorns which is going to be launched on the web. It's a web series on September the 1st. It uh, was part of the uh, multi-platform what do you call it, uh, funding program put out by Screen Australia and so uh, it it's very amusing, and uh, the whole idea of doing web series is, uh, of course, leading edge, and uh, we've decided to uh, go further into uh, what it was like for one of the actors who was involved in Little, Little Acorns. This is Emily Tahiti, who uh, had a little chat with me about her experience of working on Little Acorns. You've had experience doing comedy before, so tell yeah. us... Uh, Tell us about uh, why comedy attracts you. Um, well, I think it's something I accidentally fell into it, and I just happened to be okay at. Um, I grew up in a big family on a farm three hours west of Adelaide. So I had six other older siblings who are all very, very funny. And I think I was just encouraged from a young age to... Uh, I kind of all started when I used to mimic old aunts and uncles and going up to communion in mass and things like that and my siblings yeah would just encourage me and it was it was pretty well understood that I was going to be an actor um and I did my training after after school I went to uni did my training and my sister is actually a stand-up comedian and someone encouraged us to do a show together and it kind of took off and and yeah I was asked to audition for um, television comedy and I did and that's kind of that began the trajectory. Yes uh, and now that's history as they say. Yeah exactly and even you know furthermore to that it's timing my siblings have impeccable comic timing because we would all sit around the kitchen table and storytelling was a big thing in our family um, and my sister Fiona who's the stand-up she her timing was just everyone kind of she kind of she raised she raised the bar really and we all had to 
either um, reach that or fall short of that. So you learn pretty quickly how to tell a joke. And, and I'll have to say that uh, that brings us to Little Acorns because this is an ensemble class uh, cast. And for people out there who haven't yet experienced it, it's very similar to the short episodes, uh, comic episodes that, uh, is it called Cut Lunch, where you've got the kids in the uh, playground? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, the same idea, uh, but uh, uh, drilling into the inherent comic situations that happen in a suburban childcare centre. Childcare centre, yeah. So it's an ensemble arrangement. I think with such short webisodes, you have to be it has to be pretty precise, and you've got to convey a lot in a in a very short amount of time. So. kind of demands every actor to kind of be right on top of the material and and uh, reactions are really really important in in this series I think like it, often it's the exasperation from another performer who's not saying anything at all that will create the joke or the punchline the uh, now I mean you're an actor in this as opposed to the uh, creator how does the actors relate or contribute to the overall result uh, how are you collaborating with the creators? Uh, we had a we had a few read throughs uh, beforehand, like a few um, table reads um, at various people's houses, and we were all invited to kind of contribute. You know, is this sentence working? Would it be? Would it serve the joke? Maybe to put it this way, or um, and everyone has, you know, some to. Um, lesser extent, but um, some experience with children and childcare centres. Uh, so, I mean, essentially it was Trudy and Maria writing it and rewriting and drafting it to within an inch of its life. But but um, once once the actors come in and do a table read, it you can see what lifts off the page and what's what maybe um, might need a bit of um, a bit of help. Well, actually, it's a bit like poetry, isn't it? Less is more, and it would become incredibly obvious if something uh, there was a clangor. Yeah, exactly. And it actually was more of a stripping back of the script rather than rather than punching it up. Was it a small crew? Was it a small crew? The it was shoot. A pretty big. Um, oh gee, it was it was substantial actually. How many? It was hard because it's, it's a small space, so it was hard to fit a lot of people in there. But there were two cameras, and um, and yeah, the the usual kind of TV crew, maybe a bit smaller in terms of you know um, catering and things like that. It was. You know, no, I understand. I, I really wanted it from to understand it from the point of view of the actors, and how many people were focused on their every bit and movement. As oh, you say, two okay. camera, two cameras, yeah, and two cameras, continuity, um, a full lighting department, um, wardrobe, makeup. Yeah. Well, September the first is when it's being launched. Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, have you shot all the episodes? Because I've only seen three. Uh, yes, they're all they're all in the can, as they say. Yes, and yeah. is it as uh, funny at the beginning as it is at the end? Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it, it certainly reaches its climax in episode nine. <laughs> so, are there nine or ten episodes? I think there's nine. Nine. Ah, so and then you're hoping an odd to number from yeah. memory. Yeah, that is an odd number, and you're yeah. hoping to have another series, I presume. Oh, I'd always love to have another series. I love being on set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your next uh, gig? Have you got one? Um, well, I've just finished Matatel or Michaelis. Um, I've got a little, another little thing that I'm shooting 
potentially for princess pictures. And as far as that goes, I, oh, I think I'm doing a role on House Husbands, I think. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you all over the place. You'll see me about. And that was Emily Tahiti. And uh, yeah, I hope I've said that right, Tahirte, T-A-H-E-R-T-Y. Uh, she's, uh, she's a pretty well-known actress. There's other really quite no well-known actresses in Little Acorns because we've been talking about the web series Little Acorns. It's got, uh, um, uh, let me see, Rachel Griffiths plays the part. She's the head of the parents committee. So there's uh, lots of uh, great, people in this. Genevieve Morris, she's uh, fantastic. She's the chef. There's uh, quite a few other people that you will recognise when you uh, go, when you listen to it, look at it. Um, so you'll, by September the 1st, do a scan for Little Acorns and uh, you should be able to uh, in, have a big belly laugh around suburban childcare centres. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the uh, web series that I mentioned earlier but gave the wrong name for. It's called Waiting on Sound. And it's also a Melbourne comedy series which uh, was made by uh, Running Pandas Pitches. Uh, and uh, they uh, it, that's also hilarious. So you can find that on... Um, on the web as well. There's lots of really interesting things going on in the web that's uh, not just about selling things. Lots of culture is being made. And uh, that's it for me from uh, Showreel. Any signing off? Coming up next is Published or Not. We'll be back with some more interesting tidbits from the uh, wonderful world of Australian cinema. Uh, We're going to go out with another Mia Dyson song. The Judgment Song. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.